1: The CDC now admits what we've been saying since the beginning. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead.
2: You know, I think this would almost be hilarious if it wasn't tragic, but this is what we've been saying for the past two years, those of us with common sense, Matt.
1: Yeah, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, they changed its COVID recommendations just recently, effectively admitting that they are wrong and have been wrong about the shots. And that there is no need for them. They've always been wrong, Yeah.
2: For example, they're saying quarantines are not necessary anymore. And just think about all the children, all the older people, all the people that have suffered because of these quarantines.
1: Think about this, the quarantines, just like you're talking about. Look what happened to the people in the nursing homes, the elderly, the disabled.
2: It breaks my heart. And if you look at
1: specifically, we've talked about this on faith and freedom programs before, people with dementia or some kind of uh, dementia kind of symptom where they don't have long-term memories or perhaps short-term memories, now all of a sudden they get involved in COVID and Mm -hmm. they're locked down, the whole nursing home's locked down, their family, their friends, uh, the church ministries that used to come in and visit, the different community services that they used to have. The time where they would gather in the cafeteria, the games perhaps, getting together, watching TV. All of that's gone.
2: You know, I was just talking to my neighbor last night about that. His father was in a nursing home, and he was dealing with dementia before he passed away. And it got to the point where they were just bringing him his food in his room. He was isolated. And so my neighbor took his father out. And I told him, you know, if my mother had been alive, I would do the same thing. I couldn't stand it, that. It
1: was shocking because a lot of these people, I mean, they. it's just like other human interaction. They essentially became prisoners in this little small room in a nursing home or an assisted living facility.
2: But yet the staff could be around them and touch them and all that, but they wouldn't let family members.
1: No family members could come and visit. Uh, they could not uh, communicate with others. And so how do they understand that? How do they understand that nobody comes here anymore? My family doesn't visit me. They may call me or if they're able to do FaceTime, they probably don't even have the ability or the technology to do it.
2: Or look at me through the window. I mean, that was heartbreaking. They look at me and say,
1: you know, they can't touch them. I mean, this was just, this is a tragedy in so many people that worked in these facilities.
2: But all this because of the CDC saying that we needed a quarantine. Here's another one, Matt. Six-foot social distancing is unnecessary. Okay, I remember when in 2020 when this first started, going in the grocery store, and you know when they had the little feet along the, the aisle, and people would point to you if you weren't going in the right direction or if you weren't standing on the, the oh, feet. Oh, they would get mad at you oh my goodness, I'm like, really people? Yeah, you went down the wrong (laughs) aisle.
1: Oh, There's some people that would just get irate and upset. I know, they were so
2: afraid.
1: You'd be afraid even to go to uh, shopping for groceries because you could get chewed out if you went down the wrong aisle.
2: But the media kept pushing this narrative and people were afraid. What
1: they wanted to do is they wanted to isolate people via quarantine. Um, And this literally killed people in these facilities Um, It actually killed people that otherwise were happy. People who worked in these facilities, they saw that their mental attitude declined and they ended up dying. I I have a good friend Mm -hmm. who was elderly and she died in one of these facilities and her attitude just went down the drain. Mm -hmm. And then you have this social distancing so you can't get close to anyone. They're trying to isolate and separate you. That... Is the way that they control you. If exactly. they isolate you, put you in little segments, and then you can't get close to one another, you then are easily controllable. For some of these people, for example, that were in rehabilitation programs, drug or substance addiction or abuse, they fell back into their old ways because they didn't have the support program. Right. Other people that were in counseling, they had, you know, exacerbation of some of their mental. Uh, psychological stressor conditions. Then they said, well, daily testing for those exposed to the virus is unnecessary. Then they said students and employees exposed to the virus, but without symptoms. Well, guess what? Oh my, they may stay in class or at work.
2: Oh no, it's not a deadly thing.
1: But remember the 14 days you needed to quarantine for 14 days if you got exposed, you didn't have symptoms. So...
2: Or if you went to another state, you had to quarantine, or another country, you had to quarantine for 14 days. New
1: York, remember, they didn't like Florida when we opened up uh, in the early fall, August, September of 2020. And so they imposed a 14 day quarantine on people traveling from Florida to New York.
2: Right. Here's another one Masking is only recommended for the exposed and those who test positive for the virus. Okay. So we know, first of all, that masks don't work. We've had that discussion many, many times. Even if you test, positive. It's not going to stop the coronavirus.
1: Well, we've already had lots of information regarding masks before this, that masks don't work, number one. We had um, one of our physicians that was on this program, and she said she only wore a N95 mask on a few occasions in the surgical room, an N95 one, with someone who had TB, because TB was large enough that it could not penetrate an N95 mask, but COVID was small enough that it could even go through an N95 mask. So even at the N95 level, that does not prevent the transmission of aspiration of COVID because it can go through that N95 mask. So then Fauci, remember... Fauci originally said no one should be walking around with a mask. That's what his original statement was. No one should be walking around with a mask. Doesn't really do anything. Then he said, well, you know, if you have more than one mask, it stands to reason that it's going to be more protective. So now you started getting people with two masks, three masks. And
2: a shield somehow. (laughs) And
1: a face shield. And glasses.
2: But then you go back and look at the studies that still shows the same thing. Masks are not effective against the coronavirus.
1: The interesting thing is that, you remember the Spanish flu? I just listened to a podcast Uh about the Spanish flu, and talked about how the outbreak happened, and then it went over to San Francisco, and San Francisco imposed a mask requirement. This was back in the early 1900s, a mask requirement. This particular podcast actually says there was no difference in the spread of the Spanish flu pre or post the imposition of the mask mandate. We knew that way, way, way back then. And so they said, well, let's do the mask. And so what does the mask do? Well, the mask covers up your face. It is a perfect storm for someone who wants to rob a 7-Eleven, a bank, or anyone else. Wants to be a rioter. Remember all the different people that were rioting. You wear sunglasses and you wear a mask. You can't be detected.
2: But it keeps all those germs right there on your face, and mm-hmm. also keeps carbon dioxide from going out.
1: And then, of course, for children. And what about those who are deaf and they have to read your lips? There's nothing to read. So yeah, they've
2: already seen speech development people, problems. People. I mean, children. what
1: the implications of this nonsense were catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Then it says. Those with COVID symptoms should stay home for five days and or until they are fever-free for 24 hours. Well, you know what we did at Liberty Council prior to COVID? This was in 2019. You know, we always said, if you're sick, stay home. Right. COVID or not. Common sense. If you're sick, stay home. I don't want your cold. I don't want your flu. You know, you're sick, stay home and then come back in when you're recovered. We imposed that as a mandatory requirement rather than just a suggestive requirement in the fall of 2019. And you know what? We have never had a single person from the fall of 2019 bring in a cold, a flu, or COVID that has transmitted it to another person. And you know, that's so, just common sense. I know.
2: And, you know, I'm so grateful, Matt. We we, we saw the writing on the wall early on. So we didn't do masks. We didn't six-foot distance and all that. We behaved as normal. But like you said, if someone was sick or had symptoms or tested positive, they stayed home until they were well. Yeah. Common sense.
1: And that's the same thing if you've got a sniffle of, you know, cold. we Don't bring it into the office, right? right? Just respect others. we didn't freak out. There's lots of ways to be able to work for most people remotely for that temporary period of time.
2: Yeah, we didn't miss a day.
1: And now the good news, too, is Fauci is going to leave. It's about time. Hallelujah. Handwriting's on the wall because he knows with a change of Congress, he's going to be on the hot seat. It's
2: going to be tough. And he's going to have
1: to be brought up before Congress for investigations. Uh, This guy, with what he did with the funding of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan— and all the other things that he has done to be a part of this.
2: And don't be fooled, Deborah Burks is also guilty. Uh, Deborah Birx guilty. as well,
1: they all, they all need to be called before Congress, so lots of changes. But what we have said from the very beginning is showing to be absolutely true. For more information, visit lc.org forward slash vaccine. That's
0: forward slash vaccine. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation.